0: Launched into the national spotlight in 1949, Billy Graham was known for preaching with authority and passion.
1: I believe this sincerely from the depths of my heart.
0: But he wasn't always so confident and full of faith.
2: I began to think maybe this Bible isn't as authoritative as I thought it was. And I remember how disturbed I was.
0: Billy's grandson, Will Graham, investigates his grandfather's crisis of faith. It was like an internal war going on inside of his heart. He's being ripped apart.
1: All right, very quiet, guys. Let's roll. sound.
0: Take a That's journey behind you know. the scenes of a Hollywood feature film.
1: Action. And when you stand before
0: God. Discover the unexpected outcome of Billy Graham's crisis of faith. Have
1: you trusted Christ Jesus as Savior?
0: and explore a life-changing decision that every believer must face.
3: It's a privilege to preach the living Word of God around the globe. And now God is also using my son, Will Graham, to preach the gospel in many places to another younger generation. Recently, he made a trip to California on an unusual journey In the footsteps of my father, his grandfather, Billy Graham.
4: I'm Will Graham. I have a great privilege of playing the role of my grandfather in the movie Unbroken Path to Redemption.
1: That's good. And they're going to get tipped up.
4: This will be the tent that I'm gonna be preaching in, playing my grandfather, Dr. Billy Graham. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Second, all right. Looking forward to working with you, man. Thank you. I think the first time I realized that my grandfather was different, I was in kindergarten. Teacher came up, put her hands on my shoulders, and was talking about me to another teacher and said, "This is Will Graham. This is Billy Graham's grandson." I was like, "How do they know who my grandfather was?" <laughs> You know, I love my grandfather. And what I love about the story of this movie, it lifts up the name of Jesus Christ. It shows how Jesus Christ can change a broken life. I didn't go looking for it. I was just minding my own business when I got a phone call one day and he said, Well, we would want you to play the part of your grandfather. You know, and I started thinking, I'm I'm not an actor. You know, I'm a I'm a preacher.
1: Hi Will hey, How are you?
5: The plan is
6: to work a little bit this morning and then go to set. So I'm gonna hang out with you on set if that's okay with
5: you. I good.
4: Just sort of point out what's going on. It's, it's nerve wracking. I mean plain and simple, it's nerve wracking. just because it's and everyone's done gone out of their way to make me feel comfortable. And and they've been fun to work with. It's just it's a little bit out of my element.
5: It's it's really it's almost like it's almost like this. It's more than just memorizing the words. It's really embodying without imitating his grandfather.
4: We'll we'll see, you may not get another phone call because of my acting, (laughs) I don't know. No, I doubt that. (laughs) She was telling me about what happens on set, commands and stuff like that, and what to expect from that standpoint. This is the part I don't know, I haven't been a part of, is this stuff. This was a major movie production about the true life story of Louis Zamperini. action. Now, I've heard about Louis Zamperini from my grandfather and his ministry. Uh, Not much in detail, you know, way before my time. Didn't really pay attention to the book called Unbroken.
1: I'm pregnant. What? And cut.
4: I'm reading
0: this book, this is unbelievable. And I was just captivated by it.
4: Cut, moving on.
0: War hero Louis Zamperini and evangelist Billy Graham would cross paths at a massive tent meeting in Los Angeles, California. But just months before that, both were in crisis. Struggling with deep personal issues, they were each on the verge of making decisions that would change the course of their lives forever. Before Billy ever felt the glaring spotlight of that 1949 Los Angeles crusade, he wrestled privately with a spiritual battle that weighed heavy on his heart. The story unfolds in several key California locations. I'm here in the mountains of
4: California, outside of Los Angeles in a little community called Forest Home. Forest Home's a Christian camp and my grandfather would visit this place in August of 1949. There's some things here I wanna share with you that are so important. They would play an influential role in the 1949 crusade. Matter of fact, if they didn't take place, I don't think you would even know who Billy Graham was. When I arrived in California, I was invited to speak at uh, Forest Home, which is up in the mountains about 5,000 feet up. When my grandfather got this invitation he was real nervous to go to it he felt like he was small inadequate there was all these great theologians all these great intellectuals there were a group of uh, princeton
2: theological students there and some theological students from other uh
4: liberal seminaries but there was one or two that i admired very much he wasn't a well-known evangelist at that time and he really felt intimidated by these men so here were
5: theologically trained people and evangelicals that really knew where they stood biblically and as friends that they were meeting and interacting with with Billy.
0: Although Billy had graduated from Wheaton College, he was uncertain about pursuing further education and also struggling with whether to continue preaching at all. At the time, he was serving as a college president, traveling full-time with Youth for Christ and also starting his own evangelistic events. However, a recent event in Altoona, Pennsylvania, had not gone as expected, leaving Billy discouraged and confused.
4: There was a lot of bickering, a lot of fighting, very low attendance, saw people come to know Christ, but at least in my grandfather's eyes, it was just, he said it was just a flop. And so now he was questioning himself whether he should even be an evangelist. All this was the baggage that he brought, and it was all weighing down on him.
0: While he was at Forest Home, Billy's doubts would converge in a disturbing crisis of faith. One of the colleagues he traveled the world with challenged Billy's faith in the Scriptures.
3: There was this debate going on that began to question Scripture and question why my father believed in the Bible to be the wholly inspired Word of God.
4: One of his friends, he said, Billy, what you believe about the Bible and how you preach the Bible, it's outdated. No one believes that anymore. It was written by man. You can't trust it.
5: His friend decided he did not believe in the divine inspiration of scripture, and he felt that, that Billy was going the wrong direction.
2: Their arguments were that you couldn't really trust the scriptures. And I remember how disturbed I was by that, because I'd always believed in the Bible.
0: This wasn't the first time Billy had been confronted by his friends changing theology. Their ongoing discussions had led him to begin an intensive study on the question, could the entire Bible be trusted as the divinely inspired Word of God? He had reached his crisis of faith.
4: He would study other theologians. He was reading the Bible to see how Jesus looked at the Word of God. Jesus is quoting the Old Testament even the hardest things to believe. Jesus said they were true. They had been talking about this, and so he'd been studying
0: and studying. As time at Forest Home wore on, Billy Graham's heart became even more burdened. He had to have an answer. If he could not trust the Bible as the authoritative and living Word of God, he could not go on, and he would have to leave the ministry of evangelism. He was devastated. This is where
4: he would struggle and wrestle with those problems all night long to the point where he couldn't even sleep. And so one night when he couldn't sleep, he didn't know what to do, he just went out to take a walk. He walked down the path and found a
2: tree stump. There was a stump where a tree had been cut down or had fallen, and I laid the Bible on it, and I said, Lord, I I don't understand this book. There are many things in the Bible I don't understand. There are things I cannot put together but I accept this as your word by faith. This is your revelation to man, and I accept it by faith.
0: Billy later wrote that his eyes stung with tears, and he sensed the presence and power of God as he hadn't sensed it in months. Not all of his questions were answered, but it was a crucial turning point. By faith, he had accepted the Bible as the fully inspired living word of God. He said immediately,
4: the war was over. He went back and he slept. And he said,
3: well, I'm just going to believe it. And it changed, it changed really the direction of his life.
4: I went
2: back with a great sense of peace in my heart. It has given me an authority in my preaching that I never had before. And it was very interesting that that was in August. And we had planned a, a crusade in Los Angeles to begin in September.
3: At the corner of Washington and Hill Streets in the city of Los Angeles, The largest tent ever erected for a revival meeting is now complete and is called the Canvas Cathedral.
0: Coming up, the West Coast Crusade creates more unexpected challenges for Billy Graham.
5: He says, but I've run out of sermons. I have no other sermon to preach.
0: The meetings surprise some and shock others.
5: He was so unique in what he was doing. People hadn't seen anything like this.
0: It was unbelievable. Those events continue to impact a Hollywood movie set decades later.
4: And, action. would you stand before God on that great day?
7: The stories born under the Canvas Cathedral include the journey of Louis Zamperini, whose life inspired the book Unbroken and a new feature film. This double featured DVD includes Zamperini's complete life story, along with this Canvas Cathedral program. You can receive your DVD as a thank you gift for your financial support. Go to BillyGraham.tv or call right now.
0: Although Billy Graham had now accepted by faith that the scriptures were God's inspired word, he could have no idea what God had in store at his very next crusade, near the intersection of Washington and Hill Street.
1: The scripture says in 2 Corinthians that he was made sin for us who knew no sin. I'll I had
2: this tremendous background in which I had experienced the authority of the scriptures. And I went there and quoted the scriptures.
1: I'll never understand that verse of scripture that says he was made sin. But in that awful hour when God turned his back, the Lord Jesus Christ for my sins.
5: Obviously, he believed every word he was saying, and he was saying it with passion. I remember I used to prepare my sermons by getting a
2: little outline and then tearing up a Bible and, and pasting them under those different points. And I just kept quoting the scriptures and saying, the Bible says, and it had its own built-in
5: power, and God honored it. I remember the thing that impressed me most, but that he would pound the pulpit and say, the Bible says. The Bible says. And you couldn't argue with him reading the scripture just as it was. It was powerful.
0: As the scheduled ending approached, the choir and counselors were tired, and some committee members thought the crusade should end as planned. Others felt it should keep going. Billy and the team were unsure of what to do, so they sought the Lord with a very specific request.
2: Cliff and I got together and prayed, and we asked God for a sign. If something happened that would give us a sign that we should continue for another week. And so at that time, Stuart Hamlin, who was the number one radio personality on the West Coast, was
4: converted. Everybody in town had heard that Stuart Hamlin come to know Christ, and it was a radical transformation. Within a few days, he continued his radio program. He said, I'm not drinking anymore, I'm not gonna smoke anymore, but these were all his sponsors. And he had a dilemma, you know, what do you do with your sponsors, <laughs> you know? He said, well, guys, uh, usually I tell you go drink this stuff, but I don't drink it anymore, and go smoke this, and I'm not gonna smoke it anymore. He was doing
0: this on the radio, I mean, he was kind of, in a sense, slapping his own sponsors. People were talking about Stuart Hamblin's transformation all over the West Coast. Billy felt strongly he had his answer, to extend the meetings for those who were just hearing about the events. The crowds began to swell, and seating was expanded. As Billy continued to preach from the living word of God, its power resonated with people from all walks of life. Even Billy would be surprised at who would show up. Jim Voss uh, was
4: a man who was in organized crime. He worked for Mickey Cohen, the mobster of LA. And he was a wiretapper.
8: My father's role in Mickey's life was uh, providing electronic surveillance and protection. So this is my father here with Mickey Cohen. My father has some of his electronic equipment. And of course, Mickey later became the inspiration for the movie, The Godfather. My father said, why don't we go in and listen to this Graham character and see what this is all about? He was flabbergasted at the number of people there, full to overflowing. He had never seen anything quite like this.
1: Jesus said, the only way to heaven is by the new birth. Well, what do you mean by the new birth,
8: you say? He kind of observed the whole crowd and he tried to find everything wrong that he could. But when Mr. Graham stood up to speak, he really couldn't find anything wrong with it.
1: Well, the Bible teaches, first of all, that you're a sinner. Every person in this tent tonight has broken the laws of Almighty God.
8: Mr. Graham had already finished with the invitation, but he came back to the microphone and he said, I've had a sense this whole evening that there's a man in this audience tonight who's heard this message many times before, but he's never given his life to Christ. And this may be his last opportunity. And at that moment, my father knew that God was speaking to him. It was nine years ago, in that huge canvas tent, that I walked down the aisle to indicate my acceptance of Jesus Christ. I wondered if anyone, even God, could straighten the life so involved. I recall the decision made. I recall the power that I found in Christ. The thing that was so different that he experienced in the tent that night uh, under Mr. Graham's preaching was that the Word came alive. That God was in that tent speaking to him.
5: Billy called us, and he says, Mother, if you only knew how the Holy Spirit is at work out here, he says, but I've run out of sermons. I have no other sermon to preach. He said, I spread the open Bible on the bed and got down beside the bed and prayed to the Lord and told him that I was weak in the flesh, but he was great and strong in the spirit. And if I'm to continue here, you will have to give me your message for these people. And the Lord did just that.
0: Overflow crowds and unexpected public conversions caught the attention of the press.
2: We had about four or five reporters there one night with cameras, and we had never had that before. One of them said, you've just been kissed by William Randolph Hearst.
3: William Randolph Hearst owned newspapers all across the country, decided to put him on the front page of the papers.
0: Billy Graham's face was everywhere. The Associated Press, Time, Life, and Newsweek covered it all. Everyone across the United States heard about what God was doing in the life of Billy Graham in the city of Los Angeles. What began as a three-week crusade had stretched into an eight-week-long national event with total attendance of 350,000. But what mattered most to Billy and the team were the personal testimonies of changed lives that would reverberate for decades to come.
1: All right, very quiet, guys. Stop everybody from
0: talking, please. One personal testimony comes to life on film, and Billy's grandson, Will Graham, steps into a role. I'm a preacher, and that's what my role gets to be. So I was like, well, this is real life for me. I get to preach. The film, Unbroken, Path to Redemption, captures the moment when Louis Zamperini comes face to face with the truth and authority of God's word. Everybody
6: eyes on the podium. Lots of energy,
4: and action. And when you stand before God on that great judgment day, you're going to say, Lord, I'm not such a bad fella. And you are a drowning man. But there's a lifeline, right. And that's the hand of Jesus to hold on to. Just reach out and take the hand of Jesus tonight. Why, you ask yourself, why is God silent while good men suffer? Why doesn't he stop? The war, why did he stop the pestilence? Why did he stop the suffering? Cut. cut.
0: The power of scripture would become remarkably evident in a crisis of faith for Louis Zamperini. Louis Zamperini's life, it's
4: incredible. I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, Here's a man who was just a juvenile delinquent. His brother Pete made him start to run, and now he became one of the, the fastest Americans of all time even to the point where he went to the Olympics. So now he's an Olympian.
7: Here's an Olympic athlete who then spent 47 days on a life raft, who then spends torturous time in a Japanese prison camp, and wait, that's not the end of the story. Then he comes back to the United States, uh, PTSD and uh, alcohol issues.
4: It wasn't until he got
7: home
8: and started to suffer from PTSD, that he he really met his match.
7: It's interesting to me because you have a man who has built his life on resistance in a lot of ways. Because this is a man who basically had never trusted anybody in his life. You've got an incredible movie, but really, we don't know the, really the best part of the story, which is what happens spiritually in his life.
6: Now, when I got back from the war, It was a whole different world to me. I had nightmares coming home. And the nightmares were every night I couldn't get rid of it. I began to drink. When I'm drinking and getting drunk, I completely forget about my ordeals. And so that's kind of a temporary comfort. And then you become addicted. And there's no way you can quit.
4: Everything looked good on the outside, but inside everything was falling apart.
6: And I got worse and worse. And then one night I woke up strangling my wife. My wife got fed up with it, and she knew our marriage was ruined, and so she decided to file for a divorce. But someone convinced her to go down to hear Billy Graham, and I wanted no part of it. But she wanted to get me to that tent, meeting. she knew something would happen. So she talked me into going.
1: There are tremendous marital problems. There are problems of sin and habit that cannot be solved outside the person of our Lord Jesus Christ.
6: Billy Graham started quoting scripture, for all who have sinned and come of the glory of God. I felt awful guilty about my life because at that time my life passed before my eyes and I saw an ugly life.
1: Jesus Christ, the Son of God, can forgive every sin, break any coil and rope and chain of habit, and stop any lashing conscience that may be bothering you because of your sins.
6: What do you yes, do in prison camp? You pray morning, noon, and at night. Get me home alive, God, and I'll seek you. I'll serve you. I'd never remember that until Billy Graham started quoting the scriptures.
1: God says there is therefore now no judgment to them that are in Christ Jesus. The Lord Jesus Christ, who knew no sin, carried my sins and my sorrows and my iniquities upon himself.
6: Billy Graham just happened to quote the right scriptures and he said the right things that really stabbed me in the heart. I realized what I had to do.
1: And the question in that day will be what did you do with Jesus? Have you trusted Christ Jesus as Savior?
6: It all hit me at one time before I got to the main aisle and there I made my decision. I knew I was through getting drunk. I got back there, accepted Christ and And my life was completely changed, and it's been changed ever since. The first miracle was my conversion. The second miracle was that was the first night in all those years I never had a nightmare, and I haven't had one since.
4: You know, as I look at all these different places that were meaningful in my grandfather's life, you know, I can't help but be moved uh, emotionally by the things I see and the things I read about. It was 68 years ago today that it started. A lot of lives have been changed. People like Stuart Hamblin, Jim Voss, Louis Zamperini, and countless others But it's great to be here just to see you, where God used my granddad to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ.
0: The events that took place for eight weeks under circus tents known as the Canvas Cathedral were a miraculous illustration of God's power. Billy Graham would go on to preach the Word of God for over 60 years and to more than 200 million people worldwide.
3: Anytime we're tested, it's a watershed for all of us. And my father just simply uh, believed and trusted God, and God honored him for that, and blessed him for that, and used him like no other man in modern history.
2: But the Bible says for the weapons. When of I God. quote the Bible, I know I'm quoting the Word of God, and it has authority. It has its own
4: built-in power.
1: The Bible teaches that.: the- He
4: believed in God, but when it came to the power of God, the word of God, Uh, He had to make a commitment, and that's the same for me and for anyone else that's watching or listening. Uh, They're gonna have to put their trust in the Word of God. Is the Word of God true? Does it have power in it? And there is, there's supernatural power. There is power in the quoted scripture.
8: God can speak for himself when we allow him room to do that. And I'm so glad that Mr. Graham preached the message of God's word.
6: Understand the scriptures of miracle because that's proof that the Spirit of God did come into your heart.
2: This book, I believe, was revealed by God, and the devil will do everything in his power to keep you from reading it and studying anything to keep you away from this book, because this book will change your life.
3: I believe the Bible is God's Word. It doesn't just contain the Word of God. It is the Word of God uh, from cover to cover. And God uses the Scripture to guide and direct our lives. And uh, through the Scripture, we understand God's personality. We understand what's going to happen in the future. We understand how we are to live today. And I would encourage you uh, to read the first three chapters of John before you go to bed tonight. uh, And let God speak to you. This is a living book, and as, uh, as we pray, we talk to God, and as we read, you know, speak to you through His Word, it is so important, be in
7: God's Word. God bless you. God's Word reveals the power of Jesus Christ to transform lives. This double feature DVD includes more transforming moments that will inspire and encourage. You'll receive this Canvas Cathedral program, along with Louis Zamperini's complete life story as a thank you gift for your support. Go to BillyGraham.tv or call now. The Billy Graham Evangelistic Association shares the gospel through every available opportunity. Take part in this urgent work through your prayers and financial support. Your gift of any amount helps spread the truth of the gospel to reach those who don't know Christ. Call right now or go to BillyGraham.tv.
1: You're Louis Zamperini, aren't you? Thank you. For what? For preserving the free world for silly girl's sake.
0: Are you sleeping well? Are you having any night sweats or nightmares? I just thought
7: I'd be able to forget everything.
4: Here tonight, there's a drowning man. But there's a lifeline. Just reach out. These men, did terrible things to you.
8: What are you going to say to them?